Welcome to the Casey Catch-Up. Had a really good chat with Greg Clozier. Uh, I did this a couple of weeks ago before I announced I was with AXA, so I did go into a bit of detail, sort of preluding um, why I like the AXA stuff, and especially for downwind, really found it works epic. But yeah, we went into lots of details with Greg on Z Race in Guadeloupe. Looks like an epic race. I'd be stoked to get a whole crew to go to it one year. Um, looks like conditions were pretty light this year and there's a bit of sargass, which is seagrass or seaweed that was causing a few issues for the crew. But all in all, it looks like an epic race. And thanks, Greg, for coming on. Uh, worth noting, my internet connection was a little sketchy on this one. So there are some moments where I'm sorry, but I tried to edit it as best I could to make it a bit better. But anyway, there's there's plenty of good stuff in there. It sort of starts a little slow and we sort of ramp up into it. And yeah, it's a fun one. If you are listening to it and not watching it, we do go through a map and it's just a map of Guadeloupe and where the run is. And we look at the Phantom Fall and I put a few photos of, of Z Race photos in. So yeah. If you guys are enjoying this podcast, be sure to check out the Coach Casey Club. Go to caseyaus.com and you'll see my Coach Casey Club where we go through all things downwind foil, wing foil, surf foil, um, SUP racing. Uh, it's all a good fun. It's a great little community I've built. Uh, so I'd be stoked if you could. So I'd be stoked if you could support me by joining up to that. If that's too much, all good. Stay to listening along to these podcasts and thanks for tuning in. There's more on the way. Welcome to the Casey Catcher. We've got Greg Clozier on again and uh, for a couple of reasons. And one, because the first chat was so good, but also um, he, he keeps doing these races um, and I just want to know, I want to learn what I can because I, I haven't done these races and uh, Z Race in, in Guadeloupe. Um, had a bunch of um, sup downwind foilers and basically a dark horse one. <laughs> no one knew him or knew his skill level. And uh, we, we're going to go into that. But also Greg was saying how just foiling with like-minded people even before the race, you know, you can learn so much. So I'm trying to tap into that so that everyone else can tap into that. So, so thanks for coming on, Greg. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, so um, let's let's start with the race or Z race because uh, it, it looks like such a such a good one. And um, uh, when's the next one? <laughs> yeah, so so Z race when the the call, the call this like with a Z. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's a really uh, legit uh, race in the paddle um, paddle world. Like it's, I think it was a. Fifth edition or something like that, and um, back in the days for the first edition, it was actually one. It, actually, they claimed to be the longest uh, paddle race in the world mm. because it was longer than the Molokai. It yeah. was like almost sixty uh, kilometers. Wow! Yeah. But the, but then it was kind. Of, at the beginning, it was quite the same as the Molokai with a escort boat and lots of logistics. You have to go. To start from an island and then cross the channel and go to Guadeloupe, so it was kind of a, a big, um, big logistic. So, I've, so uh, for the last uh, two years, they decided to make it more simple. Mm -hmm. 
So it's shorter now. It's about uh, around uh, 40 kilometers. No, so short. Which, <laughs> yeah, which makes things easier for logistics because now we don't have to cross from an island to another one. Mm -hmm. It's from, uh, from uh, one side of the island to the other along mm -hmm. the coast. Yeah. And you know, 40K, not for fire, but especially for OC or stand-up or prone, mm -hmm. like 60K compared to 40K, it's, it's not the same. Like when you, when you go over three hours paddling, it's, it's getting really, really, really tough. Yeah. So I think they decided to make it a little bit less challenging, but still like still a, still a good challenge. Yeah. And also easier to get all the authorization and uh, make it, I think just to make it simple. Yeah. And um, maybe to attract more people. Yeah. So it's yeah. faced with a lot of uh, kayak, OC, stand-up, prone, and 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 foil. Like uh, last year, it was sold because of COVID, and the year before, uh, it was supposed to. But, uh, there were no wind, so they they cancelled the foil division, but they did the stand-up and the, the paddling. Mm -hmm. So it's a, yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a really good race with a lot of uh, paddlers. Yeah, it, it um, sounds like it. And, and I'd, I'd heard of it um, a little while ago, but it's, it happens to be in Australia. Our season sort of starts um, February, March, so about now. There's like a break over Christmas. Um, and it's always just, uh, I think three years ago, I heard about it or, or four years ago, sort of around um, 2018, 2019. And I was like, that looks like a cool race. You know, it's... Um, you know, it's supposed to be downwind and it's a long yeah. sort of you know channel crossing sort of thing and um i think it was put in the too hard basket <laughs> just to, to <laughs> you know but um I, I, now i'm looking i'm just looking at the maps so i'm going to bring up a map and i'll get you to show us exactly so let's zoom yeah. out we are in yeah 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 yep. mm -hmm. so we're <laughs> um <laughs> Just to be everybody knows, yeah, the Caribbean exactly. So, and then this is probably why I thought it was too hard. It's like the, literally the opposite side of the world from Australia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then where you where was the original race, and where was the course you did? The original, I'm not sure exactly. I think it was uh, from um, La Desirade with the, the island on the right side. Mm -hmm. I think they started from there and then they went to Pointe um, à Pitre almost. Uh, yeah. There. And then you go down, you follow the code and you go to between Saint Le Gosier and uh, yeah, right. not Pointe à Pitre, but just just before that. Okay. Between, uh, yeah, 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 this, uh, yeah. this area. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. It looks like, I guess yeah. you can see why they don't really need to make it that much harder. They could just start from here. <laughs> Is that what? Yeah. Yeah. So actually, you cannot start from this point because it's kind of tricky. There is no easy access. So you start a little bit uh, down, but uh, I don't know where exactly. There is a little, uh, in a little, little arbor and it's cold. Uh, let me see if I see it. Well, yeah, it's not, but it's close to. There must be uh, something. It must be there. Yeah. Like a little harbory kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a yeah, that's the yeah, that's the spot. <laughs> yeah, capture the yeah. ocean. Yeah, yeah. So that's 
Yeah, that's the Looks start. Like, and there's a bus as well. <laughs> Looks like there's a um in Google Maps it's come up with a bit of a bus. Bus stops. You get the yeah. bus back. Easy. No, you don't want to take the bus in Bagu. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And so, then, yeah. And, and so distance-wise, I'm going to measure that. So use, yeah. it's like 40 kilometers. And then you go. So yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's yeah, Le Gosier, around the Gosier. Let me see. Yeah, you go to the arbor, yeah, just where we are, you are. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah so, that's something uh, like that. This is 30. By the time you zigzag, I'm sure you're going to get close to 40k. It's about 30, 33. I think actually it's a little bit uh, further. Uh -huh. For at least for the kayak and OC, because it was more than 40. Uh-huh. You go around, I think. Well, anyway, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, that, that's the first part. That, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that, that's cool to know, I guess. And then obviously I, I'd assume yeah. you get sort of like a trade wind sort of setup going along this direction. <laughs> yes, in this time of the year, the wind is uh it's called uh, the uh Alize. I guess it's trade wind mm -hmm. and it blows like uh east northeast, so which is perfect. Yeah, perfect. Seriously, perfect. I guess at the end, it makes it a little bit Molokai-esque where you've kind of got to come around the corner. <laughs> Not quite as bad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. When you reach the corner, there is there is no bump anymore. Actually, we are supposed to finish a little bit. Um, even, yeah, uh, the, the foiler was supposed to finish a little bit um, before the arbor mm -hmm. on the beach to, uh, to, to get the bumps. Oh, okay, so like sort of finishing. So yeah, where where you are now, that was supposed to to be the finish line for the foil, but the other had to go around behind and finish in in the marina in the arbor. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they're making it a bit easier for us up foilers because um, while we are fast, <laughs> if it's upwind, we're not fast. We're the slowest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very cool. Um, I'll put this photo up on um, for people who are listening to it. I'll, I'll get a screenshot of this yep. and grab it. But yeah, so tell us what, what tell us the lead up to the race. What were you doing? So, um, so first, uh, first, I want to thank uh, uh, Romuald Mamadou. Romu is mm -hmm. um, is the guy behind this race. I mean, not the only one, but is really the one behind the stand-up and the foil. Mm -hmm. So um, he was um, he, he's a really good uh, racer. And uh, and now he's into foiling. I mean, he's into foiling since the beginning, pretty much. So he's mm -hmm. really good. And uh, he was really trying to get as many people as possible. And uh, so nice guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So yeah, so I don't know when. Um, so we were uh, 10, 10 people uh, signing up for the foil division, and, and mainly um, from where? Like, it was were there local foilers? Were people flying in? So was... two two locals, so mm -hmm. Romu and uh, his um, his friend uh, Melvin, a young a young uh, young guy, really good uh, OCs. Good, good athlete overall. Yeah, uh, and then we had uh, mostly people from France, 
like uh, Boris and Amandine, Titouan, Puyo, so me, Jan, uh, Jan uh, Kilfen, a good, uh, good racer also, good foiler, um, François, and guy from, um, uh, yeah, and uh, we had also Thiago from Portugal. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if you follow him on Instagram. He's really into, uh, yeah, actually, he's, I think the only one in Portugal to foil down in. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. he must feel a little bit lonely. That's why he came. <laughs> yeah, no, very good. I have to, I have to fix that. We have to, we have to fix that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, yeah interesting. Yeah. Um, Tituan, he's becoming a diamond foiler. I love that. Um, and yeah, no yeah real he's really into foiling. Yeah. yeah, no surprises. He's... Um, <laughs> He's competitive, but he's also very, very skilled. We'll have to get into how everyone went later on, but I'm, I, I like to see oh, how yeah, this one's need, going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to get in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so basically European, and I guess that makes sense because it's yeah. Um, Guadeloupe is French. Guadeloupe is French. Yeah, it's yeah. a French island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that also explains why. So, there's, yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. lots of French. Um, and surprised more maybe there aren't that many yet but uh americans basically um didn't fly down because it, it's probably closer to to like the east coast of the us than it is the, the europe so we'll have to try to yeah yeah i yeah i think that maybe they didn't promote the thing uh too much outside uh, france mm. that's why yeah but that's why i'm here I'm yeah. here to promote the thing for next year. <laughs> yeah. Next year we have international yeah. people. Like. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping I can come over. It looks like an epic race. I remember you messaged me and said, oh, you should come to this race. No, and, and, it, and it's not just a good race. It's also like the, the island is really good. It's really nice. Mm. And you, you get good wave, good wave for surfing, good wave yeah. for foiling. And you... And you get good wind for downwind, so yeah, good, uh, good trip. Yeah, sounds like an <laughs> epic trip. trip. Sounds like going to Hawaii, <laughs> yeah. you know, like. But it's, um, yeah. yeah. So it's that's 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 why I I, I tend to pick my, my race schedule around the locations of places, and you know, there's a reason I haven't been to many races in you know the the middle of the US or um, I guess no disrespect to like you know germany or switzerland but i, I like the ocean <laughs> and and so yeah, i guess the, the, this race i think it's um but if you do oc or stand up or even prone it's it's hard because it's hard to travel with your your gear your Seriously. equipment and that's why actually i didn't do this race before mm. when i was stand up paddling because it, it was too hard to get the board and but now with uh, with uh, downwind uh, foiling, so it's, it's so easy to travel. So easy. So, yeah, so, so yeah. Good. that's why I think next year maybe uh, yeah we need to promote more because we don't have so many uh, downwind uh, foiling races. So at least yeah. now we we know we have this one. So I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and Molokai's still got the question mark on it. I guess whether it's going to run again and um, look. Yeah, the, the more downwind races for foiling, the better. We got the King of the Cart. We got hopefully Molokai. Mm -hmm. There's a few obviously Hawaii races and Z, Z race we have. And this um, 
look, yeah. I think for foiling, um, distances up and over 20 kilometers are kind of necessary um, because it's kind of a long way to go for something that is shorter, <laughs> you know, because it's um, basically if you're going around 20 yeah. k's an hour, then you want to be racing for longer than an hour for a downwind race generally is, I guess, my feeling. Um, but, yeah, sorry, my internet dropped out. <laughs> We're back on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was <laughs> yeah, just saying, back. yeah, I was just saying for longer distance races, they really lend themselves to foilers because it's, it's not as long if you're up and foiling, basically. If you're doing 20 k's an hour, yeah, yeah. it's a 40-kilometer race. It's, yeah. about, it's about two hours or less, probably. Yeah. Conditions pending. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, for the um, yeah, let, let, let's talk about the race, so. the, the lead up to the race. So you obviously did a few runs beforehand. You didn't just fly in for the race. Yeah, we did a few practice. You know, runs. the race the, the race was just an excuse to go there and to to meet with people. So we didn't train for the race. We we tried to do as many uh, runs as we could before the race. Yeah, we didn't plan to okay uh, train then uh, rest. No, no, <laughs> the, the race, we, we, we don't care. We just want to, to, to go out and have fun. So, yeah, so yeah we, did, we did a couple, of the, we did a downwind every day before the race. Mm -hmm. it, was, it, was, um, it was kind of light. Like, anyway, it, it's not uh, this, um, this island, don't get like lots of wind. It's, uh, it's mostly like the, those trade winds are not really strong. It's not like Maui. Mm -hmm. It's mostly like uh, 15, 15 knots, you know. Yeah, that's so, still um, plenty. I guess this is one thing yeah, that I've seen. Like, I've been coaching people yeah, it, um, inland, like people who are living on lakes. Like, I want to learn to downwind. Do you think it's possible in a lake? I'm like, 100%. You know, if you have 15 knots, you use a big foil, you can downwind in a lake. Easy. Um, yeah. Being in an ocean, 15 knots in the ocean, plenty. Like that, to, to downwind foil, that's heaps of wind. Like to, to be able to get up and going and um, it's not the very best conditions for going super fast, but it can be good. Yeah, and especially this, it's an open ocean. So you get the ground swell mixed mm -hmm. up with the short period swell. So yeah. So before the race, it was mostly like uh, between 10 to 15 knots. And it was a little bit slow at the start. Then it was getting a little bit um, better. Mm -hmm. And um, but we didn't do the um, because of the logistic. We didn't do the 40k. We just did the 20k. 20k mm -hmm. just to 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 be able to do uh, multiple because it was easier. Yeah. So um, so yeah, we did that, and um, we didn't. We didn't uh, paddle all together it, because we were, it was difficult with the logistic and it, sometimes it's, it's uh, hard to wait for everybody. So it mm. was kind of a little, little group, but we tried one day to, to try to be as, as many as possible. But, you know, sometimes some people are a little bit uh, late, so you have to wait and <laughs> so it's, it's hard to wait for everybody. So. But, but it was good, good vibe. But um, yeah, it was hard to have everybody at the same time. Mm. But uh, still, you 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 could see who was really 
who was really good, like right away for, for when I arrived, I did uh, um, the, the first run. Right away, I could tell uh, Paul, Paul Rosier, who I didn't know, uh, I didn't know him. I could tell he's good. <laughs> he was like, boom. Yeah. And, um, and, but I think the best was uh, Tom Constant. Mm -hmm. I, I told him about him, he's super, super underrated, mm -hmm. but he's really good. And he, like, he smashed everybody on the first run. Like, he was, I think he was on his GPS, he was 22, uh, he was using a really small foil, and he was, um, I think he had a uh, 22 uh, kilometers per hour, mm -hmm. while uh, Paul was behind, was uh, between 18 and 19. Yeah, wow. So same conditions. And yeah. me, I was like, yeah, eight, eight, 18, 19. So, so you, but he was fast, but uh, Tom was fast, but he was like, he was uh, doing a lot of uh, work. Like yeah. He was, because he, he had was, a tiny foil, so yeah. he, he was good enough to find the, the energy, but he was good he enough was to power and uh, yeah, working yeah. his way to what um what foil good timing. What foil do you think works best? Like what was Tom using? Um, well, I mean, uh, he, he was using uh, I think he was using uh, 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 F one the, the the new eagle that's supposed to come up. Um, this year, mm -hmm. I don't know if you heard about it. It's like it's super high aspect. Uh -huh. and I think it was 850 centimeter square. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's tiny, uh, really tiny for you. You you really need to. I think it works good on on big days, but on like 15, 10 to 15, and you have to make it work. Mm -hmm. So. But uh, yeah, so I guess when you have the technique and the cardio, yeah, you can <laughs> make it work. Yeah. That's but for sure. it's not for everybody. It's not fun. It's, <laughs> and it's, me, it's, it's... Yeah, and me, for, for, for me, foiling is all about being the most efficient as possible. Mm. And, uh, and when I mean efficient, it's going fast, but not doing too much. Just gliding, gliding as much as possible. Yeah. Like when, uh, and actually, I know it's not the way to to go faster but me when i don't win i don't use my pad my, my paddle at all and i know guy in uh, right behind or in, uh, around me they when they when they use their paddle they go faster mm. because you can you can you can can go over bump yeah and it's less tiring than uh, using your legs that than pumping mm -hmm. but I don't know. It's just my way to do it. I don't say it's not good or it's good. I, I guess it's faster, especially for people who are used to paddle. Like uh, like Titouan is such a good uh, paddler that when like for him it's just natural to. <laughs> he yeah. said, "Okay, if I want to go fast, I just paddle and <laughs> yeah. boom." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I guess it depends I, what, what you're looking for, but yeah, I, I try to be the same. I did a few when I was last time I was in Western Australia. Um, I did a few runs with Marcus and Ben Tardrew, obviously, um, when, when I'm over there, I hang out with them. But, um, and same on the Gold Coast, I went with Jacko and, and Ben Tardrew. And um, yeah, they paddle a lot. And I'm sort of foiling next to them. I'm like, no paddling. You're not allowed to paddle. <laughs> I was like, why are you paddling? They're like, oh, you know, get over the bump. I'm like, just sit on the one you're on. You know, just just like, like you, like, just try to glide. Just sort of like, 
paddling is like, um, I don't know, for, for me, for downwind, like even on the SUP, I, I've always tried to, to not paddle as much, like do a, um, yeah. while like the Unlimiteds is, you, you know, the 14, you've got to paddle to steer, but the Unlimiteds, you just foot, foot steer, like with the, with the rudder. So I've always been like, look at, yeah. and I think, look, in light conditions, I think it's definitely quicker to, to paddle, you know, up and over. But I think in really big conditions, you got watch guys like Dave. Yeah, Palmer. in, in like, yeah. Yeah, in big conditions, I think you can't muscle. <laughs> you can't muscle. Yeah, no. Paddle. You have to have to learn. I think. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's the same with all sorts of sports. If it's you know really big downwind, for for surf ski, for stand up, for prone paddling, you have the bigger the conditions get, the, the more energy there is, the, the less important it is to be super fit. I guess. Yeah. And it's more exactly. important to just read the bumps, <laughs> and I think. Yeah. yeah. I like your approach that it's, um, <laughs> you know, try to just read and be efficient. And, and for me, I only really paddle if I make a mistake or I've got a, if my coast is, you know, north, south, but the wind is a little bit onshore. So like here we have southeast and northeast winds all of the time. So I've got to cut out. So like going along the coast and then going out to sea. And sometimes when I peel off one bump, I'll have to take a few paddle strokes to sort of make that link before I turn back down with the mm. swell because it's like you're cutting like almost 90 degrees or, you know, straight downwind is zero 90 to hundred degrees into the wind and then coming back down with it. So it's, um, that's when I paddle most, but yeah, I, yeah, mm. that's, that's, I like, but, you uh, that up. but don't get me wrong. Like paddling, uh, foiling downwind is not easy. Like it's, oh, it's, it's hard. absolutely, a, it, it's hard. It's a, and, and it's risky because you are pushing more and you can always, there is a, always a risk to, to touch your, 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 foil. your foil. Uh, it, you, you attack more. So, I mean, it's, it's not easy, mm. but yeah, I don't, I just don't, for me, it's just, yeah, just too much. It's too much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Foiling I... should be just, or just, just gliding and just find the, the energy and yeah and let it go yeah and, and i think i think racing is definitely going to crush that dream of ours because i did a race in maui um ages ago it was the poi bowl race must have been 2018 um and i was on a maliko 200 so obviously i wasn't going to win at the time i didn't know that but um, Nathan Van Vuren rocked up with a high aspect foil and I think he, he didn't win but he got very close to beating Kai um, and Cody who were on the MFC foils at the time and the, the, the gun went off and I was one of the first up using the Malika 200 um, I guess I should have been got up and going and I'm like okay I'm in the race I'm in the race and then you know, everyone was pumping a lot and paddling a lot and I got to about from Maliko Gulch to about who keeper, and then everyone just goes past me, <laughs> and 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 I'm like, hmm. and everyone's you know going really hard, pumping straight, and you know paddling, and they're just going. My my foil didn't go fast enough, and this was um you know the Maliko 200 isn't a fast foil, but it was light conditions, and yeah. I was comfortable on it, um and I was like, okay, I just stopped racing. I'm like, well, I'm not going to win this race, <laughs> so I just went way out to sea. And I just surf, I just surf the rest of the way, yeah. and it was super fun. But like <laughs> that, I've I've chatted to a few people about how do we make um, 
surfing the foil downwind into a race of sorts and so, so that it isn't just fastest from point A to point B because pumping, paddling is important, especially when the wind isn't that strong. When the wind's really strong, I think, um, look, the person that reads the bumps best, I was like Dave Kalama, are probably going to be up there. Whereas if it's light, yep. I tell you right now, Dave Kalama won't be up there and he wouldn't mind me saying that. He knows that if it's light, he's a bigger guy. He's not, he's not the fastest. There's kids like the Spencer boys and, you know, Kyle Lenny and they're much quicker because, you know, you've got to paddle, you've got to pump and it's more of a cardio power to weight thing than it is a um, reading the ocean thing. So my idea, which look, it's not perfect, but say you've got point A to point B, you've got your watch and then, yeah. And so the person that gets the most distance between point A to point B at the fastest speed <laughs> wins. So, you know, if it's 10 kilometers from point A to point B ah. and, and you can get 20 kilometers in that run because you're zigzagging and you're surfing, but you're still fast, then you win. <laughs> so that's maybe that's going to uh, a different sub discipline. You know, you can enter to win line honors, or you can enter to win the most distance point A to point B. And maybe, maybe it's a thing, yeah. maybe, but I think maybe that kind of mm -hmm. fixes the, uh, the, the, the problem. <laughs> I, think yeah, my... I don't know. Yeah, it's a good idea, but uh, yeah, tricky to... So much harder to... It, it, point A to point B yeah. is so easy to police, whereas relying on people's watches... Yeah, and... yeah, it's, it's easy. And I, and I guess it's just, it just racing. Like, it's it, 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 it just racing. And racing, I think, in... It's like downwind uh, foiling is not like downwind uh, stand-up paddling. Like we know, like in the standard paddling, that the the racing is is uh, is really um, how would you say that is really important. It takes a, a, a big um, it's really important. But in foiling, it's more about having fun. Mm. So racing is one part, but it's not like very very serious, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, and then you have the fun part where you just go and have fun. Yeah. So. I want to. I want to touch on so what guess, you meant. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think you're right. I think it's. It, it doesn't matter. You know, the the foiling. It's still at a point where we just <laughs> want to get out there together and have fun and, you know, share a few runs, crossing over each other and, um, you know, testing yeah, yeah. equipment. Like that's you know that's why I'm so curious about the runs leading up to the race and obviously race day too. But, um, obviously Tom was on a super fast foil, but so at 850 square centimeters, high aspect. What was everyone else riding? Like, what were the? Uh, so Paul, uh, Paul was on the um, uh, fourteen eighty uh, eighty, yeah, uh, F one Phantom, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is not really high aspect. It's like like mid uh, mid aspect foil, not the fastest foil, but uh, it works good. Mm -hmm. And um, I think everybody was uh, Titouan was on the um, Titouan actually didn't do the race Titouan at the last, but. Maybe I will tell later, but uh, it was on the uh, NSP, uh, same thing, uh, 1450 something. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, me, I was on the Kujira 1440. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Melvin was on the same Kujira 1440. Romu was on the Armstrong uh, 1325. And um, Boris was on the Axis um, uh, 1050, which is um, which is same thing around uh, yeah. 15. Uh, uh, that's the square. HPS 1050. There's so many foils in the yeah. access range. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, 1,500 uh, centimeters square. So mm-hmm. same range. Yeah. Uh, Amandine was on the on this one or on the light days, he was on the big one. The, the 1150. 10, uh, yeah. 1050. Yeah. Yeah. Ele- yeah, 1150. Yeah. And uh, Thiago was on the axis, something like uh, 1050. And who else? That's it, I guess. Mm. And uh, now uh, Francois and two other guys, Francois and uh, Yann, which are good friends of mine. They, we, we do a lot of fun together. They just have one foil. Like Francois, he's got like, uh, yeah, 1000. It's uh, Alpine. It's from France. Really good foil, really mm-hmm. fast. But only no bigger, no big size, just uh, one thousand uh-huh. centimeters square, so not big. And yeah. Jan, same thing, F one, but uh, small, uh, small F one uh, foil. Mm-hmm. So, so to me, it sounds like most people were using, you know, bigger foils, um, like the. Yeah, I had uh, I, I had smaller foil, of, of course. I had the new. Actually, I was kind of disappointed because I had the new uh, Axis Art. Oh, I had yeah. the 999 and I had the, the, the new uh, 1099. Mm-hmm. But if, I think the 1099 would have worked, but I don't know. It was, I, I, I knew for the race it would be light. So I chose to train with the Kujira to make sure I would, I, I, I would go because I thought the Kujira was the, the good, uh, um, fast enough and easy enough on the, on the light uh, condition. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I've I've tried the Axis ART 999 and 1099, and I think for light conditions, the 1099 would have been what I would what I probably would have used. I did a bit of testing the last sort of two weeks, and um, the 999 underpowered. Like if the we only had 10 to 15 knots, but obviously always have ocean sort of groundswell here as well, but uh, the wind was supposed to be 15 knots. It was like 10 and I used the axis 999 and I averaged like around 22 Ks an hour. And then the next day I was like, felt like I was pumping too much on the triple nine. So I'm like, I'm going to use the bigger one, the 1099 and um, gliding way more. And instead of doing like 22 Ks an hour, I was more like, I was not quite 23, but it was like 22.8. So not only was it more fun, Oh. like gliding better but <laughs> it was faster um so but you wouldn't expect uh, a bigger foil to be faster mm. but only when the smaller foil is like underdone it's like i was maxing out on the 1099 whereas i was never getting quite to max on the 999 so okay. um i think also the aspect ratio is a little bit basically the the span is longer on the 1099 axis measure the, the, the numbers are the, the span of the wing, not the area. Um, so 1099, obviously a bigger span than a 999. But the cord is a bit shorter on the 1099. So basically the aspect ratio is 
it's a, it basically it's a nice wing. I was pretty impressed with it. Um, and yeah, I would have used that, I think, but I can't say conditions. I wasn't there. Um, yeah, but uh, it's um, the the Kajira. Um, I haven't used. Either. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good. Yeah, it's a big one, but yeah, no, the Axis, I, I really like the Axis 10 99, but I'm not really, I'm not used to it mm. enough right now, but I think that the foil I'm going to use mostly uh, for downwind right, right now. Yeah. Because you can, yeah, you can do it like, I think, yeah, light, medium downwind and even bigger downwind, you can, you can under, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing around with, um, the 799 and the 899 as well, just, just while we're talking about the Axis stuff. And um, you can paddle up, the, <laughs> I, I, I can paddle up the 799, um, wow. but it's <laughs> but it's like, I think you need really big conditions. Um, yeah. not, it's like, I'm, I'm not coming down during the run, but um, I'm never like standing there being like, yeah. yeah. This You're is walking. Good. Yeah. I'm doing paddling. <laughs> not, 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 and paddling a bit. Yeah. I have to paddle to sort of keep going. But yeah. like the speeds, even working hard, like it doesn't seem to go slower than like, um, what's two, two minute 30 kilometers. So it's like it's fast. Um, it's like 25 Ks an hour, um, pretretty much. It doesn't seem to go slower than that. So if you can keep it up, you're going very quick. Um, yeah, but uh, no, no mistakes allowed because I think the st the stall speed is is pretty high now. So if um, you go a little bit slow, boom, you know you drop. Yeah, well, well, look, I, I did um, a eighteen kilometer run on it, and um, conditions changed a little bit because of our coast. And I, I didn't make I, I always make some mistakes in a run, but I didn't come down. It's I, I've been surfing it as well, and, and in the surf, it. Um, when you first use it, I find, yeah, the stall speed too high. But then you get used to it. Like you give it, you know, three, four, five waves halfway through the session. And I'm staying up on foil for five, ten minutes at a time, just just linking waves. So um, for me, if you can stay up on foil for five, ten minutes at a time in the surf zone, then it's you can do it downwind because when you get the wind at your back, man, you know, it's way easier to pump around and sort of and you get the swell and the wind all same direction. So, yeah, I, I found once I'm up, I haven't stalled out on the 799 downwind yet, but I've only used it twice. Okay. Yeah. The, the 899, I find, is that a little bit better. The 899 um, stall speed, again, at first, yeah, I feel like it's a little bit higher, but then you sort of dial into it. And I find for me in good conditions, the 899 is... Well, it's the quickest I've gone, <laughs> that's for sure, on a, on a downwind yeah. run. Yeah, like yeah. sort of, um, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not uh, very fast, <laughs> basically, the quickest I've ever gone. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's not like in between runs, it's not like you're just standing there. If, if there's a bump, you can hang on to it for a long time. But in between the bumps, you sort of have to pump, 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 link, but it goes fast, man. It's a fast foil. So yeah, play around yeah. with the ART stuff. I think everyone, anyone listening, playing around with the ART stuff. It's if, if you get used to it, I think you'll find it's pretty quick. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Nice. So um, 
Yeah, and I've tried some of the Armstrong stuff too. I didn't try the 1325, but I tried the 925 and the 725, um, which sounds like the 1325 was was the pick for, for um, the the um, Guadalupe race, Z race. Um, but yeah, 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 well, yeah. He's using yeah. It was fast on he's uh, fast on on his Armstrong. Mm. Yeah, seems like to have a really good glide. And, yeah, uh, I found he, the Armstrong he, wings really good. Like the the foils themselves were fast, but yeah, but you have you have to put your your fin box super forward. Like he he had to to remake his board to make the fin box like super super forward to make yeah. it work. Yeah, that's yeah exactly. Um, mm -hmm. Have you have you tried the Armstrong stuff? I tried, uh, but yeah, I. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Yeah, like I wasn't. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I think those, those, they need like first you need the board with the fin box super forward, and you mm. need. I think it takes time. Like, I think you really need to to put a lot of time to to make it work. And I'm not patient enough, so <laughs> I just quit. <laughs> I said no. <laughs> and, and and I didn't have this feeling. I like the because I've been using for a long time Unifoil. And uh, and axis and I think those are really front-footed. So I like this um, this feeling mm. and uh, lift and Armstrong. I didn't like it. I, yeah, not that I didn't like it, but I couldn't not used do to it. it. Like, yeah, not, and, and yeah, not, not used, used to it. To it. Yeah. So so and and how to to put the shim and everything. So yeah, I think it just well, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. just yeah. stay with uh, <laughs> axis, especially with axis. Uh, releasing his new uh, IRT uh, wing, I said, no, it's okay, I can stay with. Uh... And Takuma, same thing, Takuma, same feeling, really uh, front-footed, so I, um, I think I, I, I like this, it's easy. Yeah, no... so, so, they're the, so they're the three brands, pretty much, that you, you enjoy, you like, Takuma, Armst uh, Axis, not Armstrong, Takuma, Axis, and Unifor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how do you find going from, um, Axis, which I think is a pretty stiff setup, to Unifoil, which is not so stiff, like the the, the flex factor. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know because, like, right now on the um, on the up, so right now on the downwind, I'm more I'm only with the with the Axis. Mm -hmm. Or Kujira. Well, actually, no, or Kujira. And Kujira is kind of flexy. Like the mast is uh, is not as stiff as the um, axis. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's 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 it feels weird at the beginning, but then you adjust and you, you, you just get used to it. Yeah. You, you, yeah, you get used to it. You yeah, sort of exactly. tune into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what 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 feeling do you like more? I guess like for me, when I go from a soft mast to a stiff mast, um, I feel like the stiff is like whoa um and but i get used to it quicker um but when i go from a stiff mast to a soft mast that the, it's like i'm you know downwinding like this you know wobbling side to side um the the the, the flex really is off-putting and i can't i feel like i can't go exactly where i want to go on the um flexier mast and I feel like stiff has got to be better for downwind, right? Like if you have less movement, it's got to be 
Nossa. Fala. Yeah, for example, the, when I tried the, the IT999 and even 1099, at first I tried with the 16 millimeter mast from Axis. Mm -hmm. the, that's the... Okay, it was good. I had a good feeling, but still uh, I wasn't uh, uh, and But I wasn't like, um, I thought that they were, there was something wrong. And uh, Adrian told me, no, you have to go with the 19. So I took my uh, 19 and it felt way better, like way more control. Like mm -hmm. the, 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 the foil was working way better. Yeah. I think those high aspect thin um, wing, you need really stiff mask. Well, everything yeah. has to be stiff because they are so thin. Yeah. So you, you, if it's too flexible, then you are missing, um, there is no good uh, transmission you're losing too much yeah so yeah. yeah i think for those wings you need the stiff stiff mass mm. yeah yeah so yeah it's probably a good way to put it and and when i tried the armstrong stuff i felt the i surfed on the 925 first and um coming from using i think i've just been using the axis stuff the the, the high aspect wing and, and the softer mass that and the fuse felt really out of control you know like and, and also obviously i didn't have my, my, the boxes in my boards probably aren't far enough forward so i was back and i was you know sort of sketchy side to side yeah. i was like eh, i don't know then i tried the 725 in the surf with it a little bit further forward and it felt it felt much better um the smaller mm. foil wasn't as noticeably out of control yeah. i guess um and and the, the size of the mast matters also. If it's shorter, it's stiffer. Mm -hmm. So that's why now I'm using 75 for surfing and for downwind. So uh -huh. only this size. And so I get used to it and, and, and it's good. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> simple. Yeah, yeah. one mast. <laughs> yeah, get used to it. All right, let's, let's get back to the race. That was just a little, a little yeah. detour talking about equipment. <laughs> which I'm sure everyone will love, you know, everyone loves talking. Yeah. Equipment. So like, like I said, like everybody was pretty much on the, like now we can call this like bigger foil, like, like yeah. around, uh, around 15. Um, so, and I think that was a good choice because it was like, so for the race, for the race, the forecast uh, was, um, was saying like eight to uh, 12 nuts. Light. So, <laughs> it's not what you want so to say every, for a downwind foil yeah, race. So, so, every, so that's why T1 didn't choose to compete in the foil division. It chose to go OC1. Ah, smart. At the last, really? At, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and no, and the other factor also is the, um, before the race, we did a nice downwind. It was 15 knots, really good bumps, like really good. But it was full of uh, sargas. So sargas is the seaweed that ah. comes from uh, far away, mm -hmm. and uh, and it's uh, it's a big problem actually in those islands because sometimes they they, they have too much, mm -hmm. and uh, and it's impossible to to do something about this. Yeah, and you, it's you not can't predict it. It's predictable, yeah. so you don't know where. So. So during the practice, during this practice, I was with Titouan actually, we were like flying and then we reached a zone with a lot of sargas and it was 
possible to keep going. We had to stop. So we had yeah. to stop, then go back again, stop, go back again, until at some point it was less and we could keep up. So, so that's why before the race, we all the competitors, we meet and we decided that 40K with uh, eight uh, to 10 nuts with a uh, lot of seaweed, it would be maybe impossible, impossible or Not at fun. least really hard to do uh, yeah. 40K. Yeah. So we decided to do the first part, which was from what we saw, uh, the less uh, concern with the sargas, with the mm -hmm. seaweed. So we decided to do only 20K. Yeah. Because, because you, you, you would be... You, you, you would be light and maybe with the seaweed. So yeah, would, you, you, it might take time. <laughs> yeah, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about because over in Western Australia, I did the, the race called The Doctor and the wind was really good, actually. The wind was like, um, you know, 15 to 25 knots even. And, um, but there's this seaweed that, you know, uh, it's like a ribbon weed, it's really thin. Um, but it gets stuck on your mast, which just is yeah, like, it's like having mast, a handbrake. Yeah. And then even worse is stuck on your, like the, the wing on the tips. And what happens uh, is yeah. you, like, for, for those that don't know, um, you, you get like on the, on the mast, you can deal with it's slower, but you can kind of, you just sort of ride high and it sort of sometimes comes off, sometimes not. On the wing tip, if it gets on a wing tip, like if, if I'm normally standing like straight upright and it gets on my right wing tip, I'll have to change. And I'm like, way over on my left side just to sort of and, and you get you, you can still foil but you have to fully adjust your stance uh, so on the left yeah. tip you've got to adjust the other way and and um what what, what i what i started doing for that the, the race the doctor um i was stopping and taking it off and then going again ben and marcus Tardu were just plowing through it they were using a little bit bigger foils so they could sort of they had more speed to go slower whereas i looked at the conditions it was windy put a small foil on and just when I hit the seaweed, I'm like, oh, I can't go any longer. Um, <laughs> and I stopped once or twice early on. And then I realized I couldn't stop because I was losing too much ground and I was just going to pick up seaweed just down the track anyway. So you, you stop, get it off, and then get going. And you're just going to pick it up in like sort of another 500 meters. So you can't stop every 500 meters. So you just have to learn to go with it. Um, and, you know, you're pumping and you're doing all this stuff. And so what we found to get rid of it is you just have to go really fast, like try to go as fast as you can straight with a run. And sometimes it just sheds off. You've got to go really high on your foil to try to have the, the, the weed, um, the seaweed either like sort of fall off or at least not play a role. Um, and then the last thing is like, try to turn really yeah. hard, <laughs> try to turn really hard to try to um, get it to come off. But yeah. it's, it's a nightmare. It will kill foil races <laughs> if it, if we can't find a way to fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, I no, just wanted I, to when... go into detail on that because it's I, I know I know exactly what you're talking about. So yeah, when, when you have too much, it's some it's impossible to navigate. Like you, at some point you you lose speed, you lose speed, you lose speed, and then when you lose too much speed, you you just drop. Mm. So mm. so anyway, so that's why we decided to do the 20k. So we said, okay, 20k. If it's even if it's hard, we it's still it's still manageable. We, we can do it. So we so we did the, so we start all together, and um, actually it was it wasn't it was like 10 
10, 12, maybe a little bit more. So it was it was windy enough, yeah. enough bump, enough yeah. energy. There were uh, enough uh, also groundswell, so you yeah. could feel the groundswell like mm -hmm. pushing you. So I think for the first uh, five kilometers, it was all good, like leading and like some uh, like Tom and Paul, they took off like a bullet and they were like far ahead. And um, some and other were most uh, at the back. And, um, and but when we arrived at the, I think, I don't know, maybe mid, mid race, Maybe eight kilometer, we started to uh, to go into the the saga zone, yeah. <laughs> and you, you 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 could see them everywhere. Yeah, it was like oh, okay, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be hard. <laughs> so so yeah, it was hard. So you just like you said, you try to find a way to to remove them. Mm. So sometimes I was trying to do a really quick uh, backside turn combined yeah. to a frontside turn. Then I tried to, to go as high as possible and go and push really strong on my front foot to when I see those, like trying to go as fast as possible through the, the kelp. Yeah. And sometimes it works, but sometimes you can feel. So it <laughs> is funny when you have the, the seaweed stuck in the tail. You can you can listen to the bubble. Yeah, you, oh, you, can, the worst. you, you listen yeah. like you, you can hear you can you can hear the bubble. It's like blue blue blue. <laughs> yeah. And and when it's stuck on the front wing, it doesn't stuck long time. Usually it, it it goes away. But when it goes on your mast, it doesn't make any noise. But you can feel the drag. So you're just yeah. like going slower and slower and slower. Yeah. At some point. So that's why a big foil was working because. The stall speed is so low that you can you can manage to go, but like the guy with the small small foil, they were dead as soon as they entered the. Yeah, the internet just dropped out a little bit. But what you're saying was that the guys on the smaller foils they had zero chance. Like they, they couldn't keep foiling in the saga zone, the, the yeah, seaweed zone, because, zone. Yeah, because the the zone with the with the, yeah because it was too. I think it was at. It was at least uh, four, four, four kilometers uh, navigating in those uh, saga zone. Yeah. Ah, ouch. So it was, <laughs> it was long. It was mm. long. Yeah. And then after that, you don't know why it was, it was cleared again. Like you could, you could go and it was good. Yeah. It's like an obstacle so... course. <laughs> you have to go through the saga zone. You get past the saga zone. But, you, you but that's begin. why it's good. So that's why it's good about actually racing it reminds me the time when i was racing a stand up paddling it said like okay it's it's never over until until it's over yeah <laughs> because you don't know what 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 can happen because i was surprised when i arrived that uh that paul won and i wasn't expecting him to won and you know so you, you never know what, what can so happen. so what and was paul actually, what was paul the, using what size foil was Paul using? The Obviously, F, F1. The F1 uh, 1480. Uh, so, and like, so. And I think when I talked to him later, he, he, he said he, he, he had to stop me once. Uh -huh. so Is it, and that's was, more of a surf foil shape, yeah? So it's like sort of more D shaped. Is that right? 
Yeah, it's more like it's a F1 Phantom. It's uh, it's kind of old actually. It's an old design. It's uh, at least two years two years old, I think. Mm -hmm. But I still, I think well, it's not. You know, in those conditions, you don't need the fastest foil. You need a foil that you can trust and you. Yeah. Hmm. Seriously. Yeah, I'm just looking. Yeah, at, I'm just it looking was... it up. It's um, I'll share the screen. I was just wondering because when I did my race in the seaweed, the doctor, um, I yeah, guess that's the one. Yeah. So looking at the foil shape, see how it's at the end. It's sort of swept back here. Um, versus like I guess the the time I was using the go foil, um, one eighty, and that was sort of more. Like like this, so it had less sweep, mm -hmm. so it was like straighter. Um, and what what we found, or we discussed it, and what we um, Ben Tardry won that race, and he was using the Takuma LOL, the the original one, the um, really yeah. quite they're like sort of D shaped like this with with wingtips on the end. And I guess I was on more yeah. of a foil like, like this. And what what we found was. What, what we thought was because this foil is deeper, not as high aspect, but also with swept back tips, if you hit seaweed, it actually blend off to the side, the front wing. Whereas for me, if I hit seaweed, it had nowhere to go. So I was just going to wrap on <laughs> like that. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not sure if it was an extra thing, but like maybe there's going to be things like weed foils, you know, so uh, like, like weed fins, basically more swept back, like I guess low aspects of the surf foils. And this isn't actually as, swept back as i would have thought but it was more um obvious with, with ben and i um but also the tail wings i had my tail wing mounted on the bottom so if your tail wings mounted on the bottom wow. if you're going through weed i think it's more likely to pick up weed but if it's mounted on the top i think you're less likely to pick up weed because you've got the mast i guess stopping it from getting wrapped around the top so you're going to get on the mast but less likely to get it yeah, on there protected yeah so yeah, like exactly a, a mm -hmm. weed specific foil i yeah. think could be a thing you know as as more racing sort of begins to um uh, as more racing happens <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like over in western australia it's a serious problem marcus tarju yeah hates to say we didn't i weeds. think paul i think paul he was just like he was just strong yeah pumping through pumping it, through it. Yeah, strong and pumping through it, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. You just mm. to be strong, and, and that's why I think uh, a bigger foil with a low, low stall speed was, was, was the way to go because you could fly. Like, and like we always said, it's better to fly low, no, to fly uh, at low speed, but fly. Than, yeah, uh, don't stop. And go fast and then you stop and then you're done. So well, it's like the hare and the tortoise, right? Like, you know, that story how there's like the, the hare will run really fast and it has to stop and yeah. rest. And then turtle <laughs> just keeps going. Dun, 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 dun. And that's when in, in for the doctor, um, that race, Ben was the, the turtle and I was fast, stop, <laughs> fast, stop. And like, if you stop, it's so slow. You know, you can't underestimate yeah. how slow that is. Um, so I think, um, yeah, definitely low stall speed. But I, I wonder, like, Marcus has been playing around with, or he was for, after that, that race, he was looking at getting, like, a, a piece of seaweed, uh, I'm sorry, a piece of fishing, fishing, um, fishing line from the nose of his board down to the bottom of his mast and seeing if that would sort of shed the weed off so it stayed off the mast. 
um, um, it didn't work, <laughs> basically. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but, no, not sure about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too much movement. Um, but I'm not sure how we fight this seaweed or sargas or kelp. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure we can ask your Dev Kalama about it. I think he's got some crazy idea about it. He, he would for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a big fin in like at the front of the, like just a I don't know. You see, you know, he's got the little fin just to help with paddling, just a little tiny like at the top of the board, little fin here. Maybe he had like a big like center, like another mast at the front, swept back. No, a good way, a good way is to have a like really rather like sharp <laughs> edges but then uh, what do you want to go slow or to guillotine yourself. yourself yeah <laughs> yeah tricky so, no. so yeah it was um it was tricky but i mean it was part of the race and at the end only uh only one guy didn't finish the race yeah wow like That's... even 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 amandine which uh, is new into the foiling downwind yeah she was able to finish the race i mean it took time like at least two hours but uh, yeah actually she finished uh, just behind me because me i took the wrong beach oh no i was <laughs> i was <laughs> I, I i yeah i did this stupid mistake and you went uh, too far i thought i thought because i I trust my GPS watch and I thought I went too far. So I had to, to go back through a lagoon and go to the beach. And I asked my way actually to a kite, a kite school. Mm -hmm. And because I thought I, I, I went too far. And uh, they said, no, no, the beach is right there. <laughs> so, I had to, so I had to go back, cross the lagoon. And uh, and paddle and catch a bump. And yeah, it was right behind. I was so was so de devastating. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Instead nice. of uh, making it like one hour something, it took me like almost two hours. <laughs> yeah, man, that's crazy. And I was so close to the finish line. I... <laughs> <laughs> so what we you know? When... Yeah, that's that sucks. Got to check the race map. <laughs> when you are, yeah, when you are racing, you. Sometimes your, your mind is not working well, like you are like I was lost. I was oh. and then I was overthinking, okay, where is it? Oh, I choose the wrong uh, wrong choice. Yeah, <laughs> must have been hard work pumping through the seaweed too. Makes oh, breathing yeah. harder and not <laughs> yeah, making yeah, the best yeah. decisions. <laughs> so but you know, at the end it was it was all good. Um I think everybody learned a, a lot of things, mm -hmm. and um, and yeah, I think for yeah, I, I don't think faster foils is is really the the way for depending the conditions. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> I think you're right. I think it's you know uh, you probably you made the right choice probably using the 1440 rather than the 1099. Oh yeah, because, yeah, yeah, because I was uh, even when I arrived and despite having to do a crazy uh, run to the beach i wasn't exhausted i, I could have done like 20 more mm. without the seaweed like but yeah i was I, I was because i was gliding i was really having a good time during except during this uh, seaweed part yeah i was really having a good time i was 
gliding. I was it was it was nice. Mm. It wasn't like strong, but um, it was big enough to. I didn't use my paddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that means it's good. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah. That's good. A good I, bit of insight, I guess, for and, those. Uh, but are... I think for for next year, I think the Romu and all the organizers, so they, they listen to what we said after the all the feedback, and we said maybe a, a small waiting period would be nice, at yeah. least for the foiler. So if we see a good condition before the race, we can do the race one day before. And I yeah. think that. Uh, that would be the the best way to have a really good race. I think that's probably going to be the way forward for, for downwind foil races because you can go to the windiest place in the world and the one day that the race is on, say it's windy six days out of seven. If the race is on that one day that yeah. isn't windy for that week, then it, it kind of ruins the race in, in some <laughs> respect, you know, whereas if there's good conditions either side, let's just shift it back one day or shift it forward one day and it makes it a really good experience. Um, if you have a three-day waiting period in a windy spot, you're more likely to get good conditions. So, yeah, yeah. So I think for next year, they will do that. Awesome. Yeah. So it's going to be... And we're going to get a boat to come through and like clear the sargas, you know, just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice, but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, the sargas, it, it's a big problem. And you don't know when the kids. Hmm. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we will see. And yeah, uh, very cool, mate. Um, thanks for, for coming on to, um, I guess, just tell us what happened over there and sort of get the insight from someone on, on, the, on the water. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, very. I think um, it's, it's interesting and i think uh, yeah uh, hopefully we will see more more races like that so yeah seriously because uh, because it's not that hard because it's not like there there won't be like too many people doing it and it's easy to travel so i think it's easy to have people coming from everywhere mm. So I think I say, yeah, go organize some uh, downwind for your racing. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, I'm yeah. trying to grow the downwind foiling here in Sydney. And there's a few guys getting, it's, it's like the, the next level of people are coming through. Um, and we've got like a um, self-proclaimed self -proclaimed Team C. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're putting the time in and they're having some success in the bay runs. But having a bit more hard time in the ocean runs, obviously mm. more more swell makes it a little bit trickier. But yeah, we're trying to grow that. Um, so it's yeah, it's it's been a been a process, but it's um I think it's right on the tipping point where more and more it's going to be more accessible to more and more people as foils get better and we understand uh, boards getting yeah. better and and all of this. So yeah, it's cool. I, th I think in a couple of years' time we'll be maxing out these races <laughs> yeah i see a lot of people asking questions and uh, you can see a yeah, good interest about the downwind finding but but the the, the yeah but the, the dark side of this is it looks so easy when you look at the instagram yeah. it looks so easy and 
maybe maybe some people don't realize it's it's not as easy so. yeah 100 <laughs> every yeah i guess don't believe anything on instagram um it's it's hard and, and like the learning curve if you don't know how to stand up paddle or, or even if you're doing it with a wing or you're doing it with a prone man you, you've got to put the time in regardless regardless you, you, yeah you're strong you know yeah, that's what I said. I said it's not impossible. You can do it, but yeah, take time, and you need you need yeah, strong strong basics, uh, sub uh, paddling and uh, foiling. Yes, yeah. that's what you need at least. At least, yeah, at least. <laughs> but like, if you look at, I guess when you first started, Greg, and when I first started downwinding, the equipment has gotten so much better. You know, so oh, while yeah. we had yeah. strong foiling and sub background. It was, I guess, we made it possible on the older gear, but with the newer gear, like it's, it's gotten so much easier. Um, easier to get up and going because the boards are better. Um, easier to once you're up to glide because the wings are higher aspect. So I think, I think equipment is definitely making it more accessible too, which is which is really cool. You don't need as strong a supple foiling background. Um, you still need good foundations. Yeah, true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But yeah equipment's yeah. making it easier. <laughs> Yes, that's for sure. Yeah. 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 So mm. um very cool. Yeah. I hope um well let's if, if Molokai Tua who's on you planning to go to um to Hawaii for that. No, because uh summertime is oh, uh, the time of yeah, the year where I work working like yeah, yeah. really full time. So fortunately no. Yeah. But I hope it will uh, it will run. Like, do you, do you think so? Because I, I think it's going to be really competitive. Yeah, well, man, if, if it happens, I, I, I want think to see that. I want yeah. to follow that. If, if it happens, I think it's going to be super competitive. Not, look, I hope it happens. <laughs> I, I'm just, COVID such, I'm not sure if COVID's still a, a problem or, or what, but it, it seems like everything's opening up around the world now. Um, yeah. Even yeah. here in Australia, which seems to be a little <laughs> bit slower than everywhere else. <laughs> but um, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, hopefully. I know. Uh, yeah, I know some guy from France wants to do it. So yeah. So yeah. So be... Hopefully, we'll you run. Do you have no no news about because I, I don't we... have any news. Just someone messaged no, me the other day. Do, do you think Molokai Tua is going to happen? Yeah, so... And I was like, oh, I hope so. I haven't heard anything. But um, <laughs> you know, you can't assume anything in this climate. You know, the last two years have been virtual. Um, and I think if, look, if it doesn't happen, I'd, I'd yes. encourage everyone to do the virtual and sign up for the virtual race because that's going to help them when it does open back up to yep. continue to be a race. Um, if, if you don't help them out with the virtual racing stuff, then it, it, you know, it's going to be really hard for them to, to do anything. So, um, yeah, I've, I've signed up the last two years for the virtual race and I did a paddle on my stand-up and I actually entered twice. I did one on a sup and one on a foil because... Um, I, w I want to compete in both <laughs> so it's um well but look obviously like conditions wise yeah. virtual racing is tough but it's more about supporting the race and helping it continue so yeah i think that's pretty cool that we can do that for a race like molokai to Oahu that's um such an iconic i guess prestigious race yeah mm -hmm. yeah you'll have to um greg yeah. you'll have to let us know if well, there's another see. one of Hopefully. those french downwind championships going on again because that looks looks like something i'd love to come and 
take part in the the week long or an NZ race. And- yeah, there, or there there will be there, yeah. I will let you know there will be the French Championships. I think in November mm-hmm. we are still waiting for people to organize. So we'll see. And I think there is a race, but it's a small race, but it's going to be a downwind in uh, April, you know, where I live. So it's uh-huh. good. We have uh, we, we have some races. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, the French is and so onto it. Euro... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> you have the Euro Tour uh, also with the. Um, I think there might be some downwind open to foiling. I don't know. Yeah, I'll so... have to. Um... Chat to Bella and see what he's yeah, got in, got in store. Yeah, he'll know. <laughs> he was trying to get me over last year, but I'm like, dude, it's too hard to leave Fortress. I'd never get back. Um, but I think it's opening up now. Um, and nah, this year's probably a little tricky for me. I've got a, a little one due in about a week. Maybe by the time I release this, I may even have it, <laughs> have a little one. Um, so I'm going to be spending a bit of time at home. That's, that's um, good. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. When, when is that supposed to happen? Um, due date is March 3, but um, we wait 37 when, weeks. When, now. when is it supposed to happen? Um, March 3rd. Okay. So, ooh. yeah, it's getting close. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Enjoy your sleeping right ah, now because yes. uh, <laughs> it won't be the same. <laughs> I know. At that's why. Year, that's a, I was trying to do this chat last night with Greg, and uh, like seven o'clock, and it was like, ah, let's 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 go tomorrow morning because uh, we're going to bed. We're <laughs> making the most of sleep right now. Yeah. So so thanks for doing this morning instead of last night. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, well, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, well, sounds, yeah, thanks, thanks for coming on, Greg. Um, always a pleasure to chat races, and I hope hopefully we can get some more races coming, going on here in Australia, and hopefully everyone get get to and support these races that are happening, like Z Race, the French Championship. Hopefully, races in Hawaii like Molokai to Oahu, and I think it's going to see the equipment get better and better. Hopefully not just faster and faster, mm-hmm. but more usable for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks, mate. We'll speak soon. You're welcome. I hope to, um, 